Amen. Well, good evening, everybody. It's good to see you tonight. Thank you for being back in the house of the Lord. Uh, we appreciate you so, so very much being here tonight. Uh, it's awfully hot outside, and so uh, brother, poor brother David's been working out in it all day long. And so, Dave, you have our utmost respect, man. He's worked out in the heat all day long and then came to be in church tonight. And so uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, brother David. And uh, you guys, if you have to be outside at all, please be safe. Please stay hydrated and, and uh, don't overdo it out there, okay? Uh, but you know what the good news is? There's great air conditioning in here tonight, right? And so we're here together to worship the Lord and to give Him praise. Didn't our worship team do well this morning? Amen. Come on, worship team. I know uh, Miss Courtney's always nervous. Anytime Julie's on vacation and we ask her to, to fulfill that role, she's like, I don't know. And then what does she do? She comes and knocks it out of the park, right? And so... Uh, she, does a, she does a great, great job, and so we're very proud and, and grateful for them. Won't you stand with us tonight? We want to pray and uh, just welcome the Lord here together tonight. God's so good. Man, God's so good. I want to pray with you and pray over you tonight. Father, thank you for the day that you blessed us with. Thank you, God, for meeting with us at your table this morning. And Lord, we pray right now that you'd be with us in this room together tonight, that there's freedom and liberty in the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would just come and, and minister to us from the front to the back and the right to the left. God, I pray that, that the revelation of your truth sets us free. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's worship together. Taste and see we've 
going to have to bear with me. My voice is trying to give out. Oh, there. 
It's all about 
Hallelujah. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. One of my favorite thoughts in, in the songs that we sing, one of my favorite messages that's translated through music is, is this particular song. He deserves more than lip service. He deserves more than just words that come out of our mouth because in all actuality, He's looking at our heart. God knows the lips that are close to Him and the hearts that are far away from Him. He knows where we stand in our heart of hearts. May our hearts have true worship. May the, the, the worship flow not just from our mouth and not just from our, our form of action, but may the worship flow from our heart. Can we do that in this room together tonight? All over this room. Can you just have a heart flow of worship tonight? Come on, let your, let your words reflect your heart. Father, oh, how we praise you. God, how we bless you. God, we thank you that you love us the way that you do. God, thank you that, that you examine our hearts. God, you know the, those that are close to you, and God, you know those that are far from you. You know, the God, those that are open and receptive to your spirit, and God, those that are, that are shutting you down. Lord, I pray that, that you're honored. God, I pray that you're glorified. God, you're, you're precious, you're holy, you're righteous, you're glorious, oh Lord. God, you're precious to your church tonight. We love you, Lord. Oh, how we love you, Lord. We trust you in all things, Lord. We, we cast all of our cares before you, God, because we know you care about us. We love you, we celebrate, we rejoice in you tonight, oh Lord. Blessing and praise and glory and honor celebration in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah and amen and amen. Come on and give the King of Glory a hand clap of worship together tonight. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you're seated. Greet one another. Let somebody know you love them tonight. Amen. Come on. I know y'all are wondering what I'm doing. I'm trying to get this silly fan to come on. Come on. Y'all have no idea how hot it really is up here without that thing. Okay. It's going to be hot up here tonight. Bless God. Glory. I wore a short sleeve shirt. It's going to be fine. Do y'all know and understand just what a loser the old devil really is? What a whiny face, puffed up, pimple face, pigeon toed <laughs> devil he really is. Do you know the devil's a loser? Do you know the devil's a liar and the father of all lies? Do, do you know that the devil has intention to, uh, to come against God's house? Do you know that the devil has a purpose and a plan to, to bring disruption and confusion? But you know the good news? Our God is not the author of confusion. 
Our God is the God of truth and righteousness and hope. Uh, he's the God who uh, causes the things that are hidden to be exposed. Every lie that's told and every dividing tongue, uh, God causes the truth to be made known. He says, be sure that everything that's hidden will be revealed. And man, I, I take that to heart tonight. That's an encouragement. The devil can try all that he wants to, but the gates of hell will not prevail against a son or a daughter of the Most High God. God is still on the throne. He is still God of all creation, and He still deserves the glory tonight, right? Let's give Him praise. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, He's good. He is good. He is good. He is good. How many understand Jesus is coming, and He's coming soon tonight? How many think within the next five minutes would be absolutely perfect? Wouldn't that just be fine with y'all tonight? I know there's some probably some young people sitting around the room like uh, Edsel and Zelda, some young people sitting around the room tonight uh, that would say, man, Pastor, we still got a lot of living to do. We don't know if we're ready for Jesus to come or not. But man, I'm telling you what we have waiting for us outweighs uh, anything this whole world would have to offer. Young people, let me tell you, the glory and the splendor of heaven outweighs anything that, that the world could bring before us and bless us with. I'm looking forward to the day of the sounding of that trumpet and gravity losing hold. Come on, soon and very soon. Jesus is coming for His bride. I believe with, with each passing day, the certainty of His return should become more and more clear to everybody uh, sitting in this room tonight. Jesus Christ is coming, and I'm telling you, it's only those whose hearts are right before Him that are going to get to go. Uh, unforgiveness doesn't go to heaven. Pride and gossip and slander does not go to heaven. Uh, things that, that cause division do not go to heaven. But it's the pure heart, it's the clean hands, it's the, the, the upright spirit before Almighty God that He's going to catch away and call to be with Him one day. Come on. I believe our God rules and reigns tonight. How about you? And I believe that nothing is impossible for him. I believe nothing is out of his grasp. I believe nothing is out of his sight. He's an all-powerful. He's an ever-present. He's an all-knowing, almighty God. Can you say amen? Our Father knows the right hour of His soon return. Our Father knows the right time that's set to look at His Son and say, uh, Jesus, my Son, go get your bride. Go get the church and call them to be home. Matthew 24 and 36, Jesus said, But at that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but my Father only. Our Heavenly Father knows the just right time. He knows the just right day. He knows the just right moment down to the millisecond of when that trumpet's going to sound. Aren't you glad it's not in your charge? Aren't you glad it's not in your power or your ability? But it's in the power of Almighty God. Our Heavenly Father has the perfect time for His return. And I personally believe this, that our Father even has time under His control. I believe God exists outside of time, my personal opinion. I believe that God is ever-present. He's all-knowing. That means He's omnipresent. He's all the time. He's everywhere. Come on. That means He is in control of time. Uh, what, what we all would have to admit, whether we like to or not, is that I, I would suggest that all of us are pretty controlled by time. How many would agree with that? How many have to be at work at a certain time? Brother Clint, you got to go there at a certain time, right? On certain days, they got a schedule made, and then they call you in extra on top of that, right? Uh, we all have to be at work at a certain time. Uh, I, there's some students, some, some young people sitting in the room tonight. I bet you have to be at school at a certain time, for sure. 
Absolutely. We have places we have to be. We have things we have to do. Uh, we, we have to go to bed at a certain time. Uh, we, we get to come to church at a certain time. <laughs> come on. And if the preaching lasts too long, we know it. Why? Because of time. Time is a big part of our life. Time is, is very important. And, and how many would agree we all need to know what time it is? Everybody needs to know what time it is. Some people might say, well, pastor, time's really not all that important to me. I'm retired now, and, and time has absolutely no meaning to me whatsoever. Well, well, friend, if, if you're late for a doctor's appointment, even when you're retired, you know what that means, right? You don't just have to sit in the doctor's office for an hour. Now you have to sit there for three hours. Three hours. If you're late to work, you're going to get fired. If you're late to school, you're going to get in trouble. Time is one of the most important things that go on in our life. Most parts of our life, whether we recognize it or not tonight, are governed by time. Now, here, your pastor. This is the thought and the direction I want to get to. Just as important as it is for us to understand uh, and, and to operate and function in physical time, I would submit to you tonight that it's equally as important, even greater importance to, to understand spiritual time and to function and to flow in the spiritual hour that we're living in. How many are with me? Just as much as we need to know when we need to go to work, we need to know what time it is with God. Amen? In the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 says, Beloved, don't forget this one thing, that with the Lord a day is a, is a thousand years, and a thousand years is as a day. And so what we take away from that scripture is God's formation of time and our formation of time are two entirely different things. We, we don't fully comprehend how God gauges time. And so what we need is a roadmap. What we need is a compass. What we need is something that, that helps time to come alive in God's understanding so that we can have a greater understanding of what time it is in God's timetable. And I'm thankful tonight that we've got a lamp and we've got a light in the Word of Almighty God. This is the watch, if you will. This is the indicator. This is what we look to to find out tonight what time is it. Find your Bibles, if you would, please. We're going to the book of Romans, chapter 13. I want to talk to you about what time it is. Poke your neighbor and ask him, hey, you got the time. Romans, chapter 13. We're going to be reading verses 11 uh, through 14 tonight. The Bible says this, And do this knowing the time that is now is high time to awaken out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day and not reveling in drunkenness and not in lewdness or lust, not in strife and in envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Let's pray together tonight. Father, have your way in this meeting. Lord, you rule and you reign. You are supreme over everything the enemy would try to launch against us. But Father, we trust you in all things. We believe you in all things. We hope in you in all things. And God, we know your word is an indicator of the hour that we're living in. God, I pray revelation knowledge come alive tonight and we have a greater understanding of exactly what time it is spiritually. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Would you mind to give Jesus another hand clap of praise together tonight? Thank the Lord. 
Thank God for the, for the gift of time. How many would agree tonight that, that we should never waste the time that the Lord has blessed us with? I don't want to waste a moment. I don't want to waste a millisecond of the hours that, that God has given us in this lifetime. Uh, the reality is we, we're here today and gone tomorrow, right? Uh, the Bible says, what is your life but a mist and a vapor? You're here one day, you're gone the next. And so what we need to do is take this precious, precious commodity called time that God has blessed us with and use every second that we have of it for His glory, for His kingdom. I know many of you heard probably today, I, I announced it at the closure of the service. Uh, uh, we want to continually be in prayer for the Curley family. Uh, Brother Curley uh, was, was out working this afternoon sometime, and uh, they don't really know exactly. They think possibly a heart attack took place, and, uh, and, and he was here today, and then he was gone today. Listen, friends, time is precious. You need to make the most of every moment. You need to make the most of every opportunity you have. You need to tell the people around you that you love them. You need to hug your mama. Come on. I, I would give 10 gazillion dollars that I don't have just for a second to hug my mama. I, I'd love to talk to her on the telephone and hear her say, son. <laughs> just to hear that voice. I'd love to see them crooked little fingers one more time. Listen, time is precious, so use every moment that you got for the glory of God to honor Him tonight. Can you say amen? I can remember when I was a kid going to school from the time that I was in elementary and started going there up until the time that I began to drive myself to school, I was late almost every day of school. I, now, I understand uh, if there was a ball game and I had to leave on a bus, I remember one game in particular. I was supposed to be there to leave at 3 o'clock. I, I had to be there to get on the bus by 3 o'clock. As I pulled into the parking lot, my, my mother was driving me into the parking lot. The bus was driving out. She took me onto the ball field where they were playing that day, but guess who didn't get to play that game or the next one either? <laughs> you can't show up on time, you're, you're not going to be there. Now, now, please understand, I just praised my mama. I was just talking about how precious she was and how I'd like to have another moment with her. But my mom really didn't care much about the clock on the wall, okay? Uh, she, she had no concept or idea of, of time. And as an adult, Vonda will, will give testimony. Uh, many times if we were going out to eat with my mom and dad and we wanted to eat dinner at 6 o'clock, we'd tell mom and dad, we need you to be there by 5 o'clock. <laughs> and then they would show up to the restaurant at 6 o'clock and we could eat at the time we originally wanted to eat at. <laughs> That's just the way it worked with them. Because of being late almost every day of my young life, because of uh, being late as a youngster going to grade school, uh, I reached a place in my, uh, my life that, that I did everything in my power to never be late again. My, my, my thought on being late is if you're not 30 minutes early, then you're late, right? Uh, and, and what I found out was uh, that if I was going to be late, what I, what I tried to do was I just wouldn't go at all. <laughs> It's not, you know, my recommendation for you. Your boss may not like that, but that's what I did. <laughs> it's important to be on time. Yes. It's important to take the time we have and use it for, for God's glory. It's important to take that time and, and use every second of it we have because time is so precious and time is so valuable.
And friend, not only is, is it important to be on time physically, but I believe it's important to be on time spiritually with God as well. Listen, I don't want to lag behind Him. I don't want to be in front of Him. I want to be right on time with Him. I don't want to be in man's timetable. I don't want to be in Gary's timetable. I want to be in God's timetable. Because I've been out of God's timetable before. I've tried to do it in my time. I've tried to do it in my power. And you know what happened? I fell on my stinking face. And so if we'll be right on time with God, then it's all going to work out exactly the way His His will and His desire is. I believe there's great value and importance in knowing what time it is with God and knowing where we're at in His timetable. And the reality in the big picture in eternity, we're not working on any of our timetables anyway. We're working and functioning in the timetable of Almighty God. You might be trying to struggle and do it in your time. You might be trying to struggle and do it in your plan. But ultimately, it's going to happen when God wants it to happen, whether you struggle and strive for it anyway. Amen? Some things we learned from this word tonight that, that I believe help us to have an understanding of exactly what time it really is. So what time is it? Friend, it's time for us to wake up. Poke your neighbor tonight, shake him a little bit and tell him, wake up. Look at verse 11 with me. Verse 11 in the Word says, And do this knowing that the the time that is now is high time to awaken out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. How many in this room tonight will be honest with your pastor and confess, you really like to have a good nap? See, I knew I pastored the right church. Uh, you're, You're my kind of people. One of the things I've told you on countless occasions is that uh, after we get done with a Sunday morning service, uh, the very first thing we do is uh, we'll get in that pickup truck and I'll look at that beautiful woman sitting on the front row and I'll say, where are we eating today? Well, you decide. I don't really care. We we can go eat wherever you want to eat. And I'll say, listen, I preached. You sit on the pew. You can at least make the decision on where we're going to go eat, right? And so she'll give me about three or four restaurants of, of ideas that she'll have, and I'll say, no, I really don't want to go eat there. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so we'll go eat a nice meal, and we'll get some food in our little tummies, and, and we'll go home, and, and, and by the grace of God, we've got a, a guest bedroom in our house. <laughs> One of the greatest things that's ever happened to me is having a guest bedroom in my house. Because... I know she looks pretty, pretty dainty. I know she looks pretty, 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 pretty. But she can snore like a stinking grizzly bear. In our bedroom, we've got popcorn ceiling, and over her side of the bed, all of it's gone. Because when she gets to snoring, she just sucks it right off the ceiling, man. Yeah, maybe not quite that bad. Yeah, God's watching. I know. It, I know. I know. <laughs> Do you snore, sweetheart? <laughs> and her response is, I've never heard myself, right? So because she snores the way she does on Sunday afternoons, I like to go to the guest bedroom where it's absolutely black, pitch black dark. There's three fans that are going inside there, and it's cold in that room. How many like to sleep when it's cold, right? 
Oh, man, if I'm going to take a nap, I want it to be cold in my bedroom, and I've got covers piled up about that deep, and I pull them all the way up to my nose, and I sleep the sleep of death. Have you ever woke up from your Sunday afternoon nap, and your whole pillow is soaking wet because you just slobbered the whole time? little graphic illustration for you tonight. I love to take a Sunday afternoon nap. But how many understand the preacher still has to get up from his nap and be back to the church to preach the Word of God again, right? And so what we do is we will set an alarm clock so that we know when it's time to get up from our nap. Uh, for, for eight years now, that alarm clock's been going off at 4.20 every Sunday afternoon. In fact, you probably could look in either one of our cell phones and see that there's an alarm set for every Sunday for 4.20. That's time to get up. It's time to take a shower. Time to get around and get back to the church. We got stuff to do. We got to go preach. I need an alarm clock to wake me up. Friend, hear your pastor. Just as important as it is to have a physical alarm clock, church, it's important to have a spiritual one tonight as well. I believe there's an alarm that's going off in the heavenlies, and the Lord says it's high time for us to wake up. Listen, the old enemy would like nothing better than for you to fall into a spiritual stupor and to stay that way. Go to sleep spiritually. Just believe what you believe. Don't strive for anything more. Don't try to grow. Just get old and angry and curmudgeon and stay the way you are, and you're going to die right there in that spiritual stupor. Jesus said that he was uh, coming back, and he was coming back soon. The enemy would like for us to believe that everything that Jesus said was a lie. He said he was coming back, and he hasn't came back yet, so you might as well just keep right on asleep. And uh, Listen, the promise of the Word of God in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 and 4 is this. It says, knowing first that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Listen, the enemy would like for you to believe tonight that Jesus Christ said he was coming back, but he ain't coming back, so you might as well just keep on a snoozing. Listen, there's an alarm clock that's got to go off tonight. Jesus Christ is coming back just like he said he was. We don't have time for sleeping and slumbering. It's high time to wake up spiritually. Listen, we don't have time for playing games. We don't have time for politics. Uh, we don't have time for ritual, rut, and routine. Uh, we don't have time to fight against one another. We got to stand together in unity and aggression against the enemy of our soul. Jesus Christ is coming, and we got to wake up and be doing everything in our power to reach the lost, to make a difference in the lives of everybody that we come into contact with. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord's not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Listen, God's good at keeping His promises. And if He said He's coming back, He's coming back. And so it's time for the church to wake up and do the things that God called us to do. What time is it? What time is it? It's time to wake up. You know, oh, I feel like running the aisles tonight. Is that okay with y'all? Some people wake up a little easier than others. I, I, there's a mama sitting back here, got a good-looking kid sitting on either side of her, and I bet she would testify 
probably one of them gets out of bed a little easier than the other one does. I had two beautiful children. Uh, which one? The brother. Both of them. <laughs> I had two beautiful, beautiful children. Jamie didn't take a whole lot to get her out of bed in the morning. You could walk in and say, hey, sis, you got 30 minutes. You got to be at school. Get up. And she'd get up, she'd get herself around, she'd, she'd start her day. Josie Dotson, you'd have to pour cold water on top of that kid's head to get her to wake up. Some people wake up a little easier than other people. Some people have to be shaken before they get waking up. Some people have to get to the bottom of their barrel before they wake up. Some people have to suffer tragedy before they'll wake up. Some people have to get to the end of the rope before they'll ever wake up. Lord forbid we should ever have to suffer somebody shaking us so hard. Holy Spirit, wake us up. Amen. What time is it? It's time to wake up. What time is it? Not only is it time to wake up, but it's also a time of salvation. Amen. Look again at verse 11. Verse 11, and the Word says, And do this knowing that the time is now. It's high time to wake out of your sleep. For now, now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Praise God for the living Bible says that the coming of the Lord is nearer now than when we first believed. I believe that His coming is now. How many would agree with me tonight? How many tonight can remember when you first asked Jesus Christ to come live in your heart? Do, do you remember that? Can you remember the day? I know for me personally, I, I really couldn't tell you what the preacher preached. I couldn't tell you the songs that were sung. I couldn't tell you who was around me except my wife. I, I couldn't tell you the, the people that were sitting on the pew across the row for me. But I can tell you this, I know that when Jesus saved my soul, it was the real deal. I know that when Jesus saved my soul, uh, it, it was the absolute change and transformation that happened inside of me. I remember it so vividly. I remember it so well. Some of you may know the preacher. You may know the song. You may know the sermon. You may know everything that happened that day. And that's great. I don't know any of that other stuff. But I do know that he washed me. He redeemed me. He made me a new creation. And it was that salvation that changed my life. So what does the scripture mean when it says that our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed? Well, I think to understand that scripture, first we have to understand where our salvation comes from, right? Uh, Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, There is salvation, there is, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's only one name that saves you, friend, that's Jesus. Romans 10, 9 says, If you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him up from the dead, that's what makes you saved. And so if Jesus is the only name that saves us and the confession of faith in Jesus Christ is the only thing that saves us, then Jesus is the source of salvation. And so when the book of Romans chapter 13 verse 11 says that our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed, I have to translate that to say Jesus is nearer now than when we first believed. I believe His return could happen in any moment. I believe His return could happen in any second. I believe the time of salvation is right now because Jesus Christ is coming back soon and very soon. 
In the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible says that from the time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Come on, if a man from 2,000 years ago was saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, how much nearer is it today in the year 22-2? How many understand Jesus' return is near at hand? Amen? The bottom line is that Jesus Christ is coming closer today than it's ever been before. No, I don't have a date. No, I don't have a time. No, I don't have an hour. I just have the promise of His Word that He's coming. I visited with a man recently about his salvation. I I began to talk to him and witness to him about Jesus Christ and and ask him if he knew Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. And Brother Don, you know what his response to me was? He said, I'm not quite ready to do that just yet in my life. I'm not quite ready to accept Jesus as Lord of my life. I still have a lot of life left in front of me, and when I get to the end of my trail, then I'll accept Jesus as Lord of my life. Right now is not my time. Can I tell you today that the enemy has put blinders over so many people's eyes. He's put blinders over so many people's hearts so that they're not receptive to the truth of the Word of the Lord. Listen, if you're not saved, then you need to get saved. And if you are saved tonight, then you need to stay that way. Why? Because now is a time of salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 2 says, uh, It's the time of my favor. I, I, I heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. I tell you now, it is the time of God's favor, and now is the day of salvation. Come on. Today is the day of salvation. His salvation has been poured out abroad over the entire world. And the world is... And the world's debating how many genders there are. Today is the day of salvation. What's a woman? What's a man? Today is the day of salvation. Well, are you a Democrat or Republican? Today is the day of salvation. Well, you know, I, 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 I hate these high gas prices. Well, today is the day of salvation. I can't afford to buy hamburger at the grocery store. Today is a day of salvation. Here's what I believe. All of that stuff that the world's so mixed up and confused and arguing and fussing and fighting and and going around and around and around and around about is simply lulling people into a stupor so that they're so asleep they won't wake up and say, Jesus is coming. It's time to wake up for it's a time of salvation. What do we need to know tonight about what time it is? It's, it's a time of salvation, and it's also time. It's time to put on Jesus. It's time to put on Jesus. Look at verses 13 and 14 with me tonight. Verse 13, and the word of the Lord says this. Let's back up to 12. He says, the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness And let us put on the armor of light. Come on, Jesus is the armor of light, right? Let us walk properly, not in the day, not in drunk, excuse me, as in the day, not in revelry or drunkenness, not in lewdness and in lust, not in strife and in envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Come on, if you're clothed in Jesus... 
Boy, y'all are helping me preach tonight, ain't you? Something you guys might not know about your pastor, some of you probably do. I really like jackets and coats. Is anybody else in this room a, a jacket and coat person? I love you, brother. Thank you for being the only one in the room that raised your hand. The rest of these southern Oklahoma people like it to be hot outside, right? It is hot right now. You all should be happy. If it was snowing outside tonight, your pastor would be happy, okay? I really like the fall of the year. I like the winter time of the year. Why? Because I like to wear jackets and I like to wear coats. I've got all kinds of different ones. I've got heavy ones for when it's really cold outside. I've got light ones for when it's not quite as cold outside. I've got dressy ones. I've got casual ones. I've got camo ones. I've got one that's blaze orange for when I go deer hunting. I've got some for when it rains. I've got some for when it snows. I've got some for when I hang out with Vonda. And I've got some for when I hang out with Josie. When you enter our house, at our, at our living room at our house, immediately as you walk in the door to the left is our coat closet. That's where, that's where all the coats go. Do you know how many coats Vonda has in there? Yeah. <laughs> Big old goose egg. Why? Because I like coats. I like jackets. Uh, when I need protection from the elements, uh, when it's cold and it's rainy outside, I want to grab one of those coats and put it on. It covers me. It protects me. It keeps me insulated from the junk that's going on around me. When you're as fluffy as I am, it's better to cover this up than to take stuff off, okay? <laughs> I like coats. <laughs> it's very similar with our Savior. Come on. The Bible says that we need to put him on. We need to be clothed in him. Why? Because he's the armor of light. He's our protection from the elements that would rise up against us. We get up every morning and put on Jesus. We're clothed in him, right? So what's that look like? What's that mean? Well, to be clothed in something means that we're covered by it. And to be covered by something means that you've submitted to it. We need to be clothed and submitted to Jesus Christ every day of our life. What's Paul actually talking about here in Romans chapter 11? He says, take off your old clothes, they stink, and be clothed in Jesus Christ. Take off the old lifestyle and put on the new lifestyle. You're a new creation. Put on your new clothes and walk around in it every day. To be clothed in Jesus is to, to do what Jesus would do, to say what Jesus would say, to act and react as Jesus would react, to try to emulate Jesus and not try to emulate our flesh. The Bible says that if we're clothed in Him, that we put to death the works of the flesh, will not fulfill its lust. Listen, our, our lust war against us, inside of us, and draw us to do and act contrary to the truth of the Word of God. When we put on Jesus... We're not going to walk around in our selfish lust and desires and flesh. Our desires become less of us and more of Him. Less like me, God. Less like the world, God. And more like you. We all need to be covered in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, I don't want to lay my head on my pillow to go to sleep at night that I don't know that I'm covered by Jesus Christ. I don't want to get up in the morning and begin my day that I don't know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm covered by Jesus Christ. 
We, if we should step off into eternity before the return of, of Jesus Christ and stand before our Father, listen, nothing in our own merit will save us. Nothing in our own merit will, will atone us. Nothing in our own works will get us into heaven. But if we co are covered by Jesus Christ... When we stand before the Father, He won't see us, but He'll see the Son that we're clothed in. Come on, I'm covered by the blood of your Son. I put Him on every day. Look for my name, it's in the book. Hallelujah. Come on, before you get up tomorrow morning or before you lay your head on your pillow tonight, you need to put on the cloak of Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 26 and verse 27 says that we are all sons of God through faith in Jesus. For as many as you were uh, baptized into Christ Jesus have put on Christ. Come on, when we're submerged in that physical water, what we're actually doing is an outward symbolization to the world that I'm not just clothed, I'm not just covered in water, but I'm covered in Jesus in my life. And I want the whole world to see that it's no longer me, but now it's Christ who lives within me. You must put on Jesus every day and be covered by the blood of His righteousness and not our own works. What time is it? It's time to wake up. It's a time of salvation. It's a time to put on Jesus. Church, I believe the return of Jesus Christ is so near at hand. And I believe the church, if they could get a, a grip of the reality of what the timetable is in God's timetable. Hmm. I love to pick on you all the time. Since I came to be your pastor, Brother Hubert has been a good friend to me. We talk, we visit, we, we eat lunch together occasionally, and he's been a good friend. He's been somebody I could openly talk with and somebody I could share my heart with. And, and in return, he's always been open and shared his heart with me as well. And man, I count that as, as a blessing, that he trusts me enough to share his heart with me. One day we got to talking about tongues and interpretation of tongues, and, and he told me, he said, Pastor, if I ever give a message in tongues, you better know it's going to have to be God. <laughs> That's kind of his terminology. He has so much respect and so much reverence for the Holy Spirit. He has so much respect and so much reverence for God that he wouldn't, by, by one Feather, one iota, thank you. That's what I was going to say, but not everybody understands an iota. Not by one iota <laughs> would he step out of line in what the Holy Spirit would have him to do. Right. And I'll never forget, not, not every message in tongues and interpretation stands out to me, but occasionally there are those that stick in my mind. Occasionally there are those that stick in my head. And the very first time I ever heard Hubert McGahan give an interpretation of tongues in this church, I'll never forget what the Holy Spirit said. Hubert, shouting and crying at the top of his voice, said, Wake up! Yeah. Wake up! Yeah. The time is now to wake up! Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many years ago that's been. Brother Hubert may not remember that. I bet he does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday, Hubert. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. like it was yesterday. Yeah. 
I'm sure you were, brother. The Lord's been trying to get our attention for decades. The Lord's been trying to get the attention of the church for years and years and years. Not just us as a church, but the church as the big umbrella, the, the church as a whole. God's been trying to get our attention for a long time. It's time to wake up. What would happen if this sleeping giant called the church woke up? What difference could be made in our communities? What difference could be made in our homes and our families? What difference could be made in our own lives, in our marriages, in our relationship, in the raising of our children, our grandchildren, the blessings on our finances, the, the miracles, signs, and wonders that are supposed to be flowing through the church in these last days? What could happen if the church ever genuinely got a hold of what time it is instead of being so full of ourselves that we think we know it all? And we have all the answers. When really, we're dumber than a box of rocks. It's time to wake up. It's time to understand today is the day of salvation. Now is the time. If you're saved, great. Praise God, I'm glad you're saved. What are we doing to get other people saved as well? What are we doing to build the kingdom? I tell people that I pray with, you, you guys think my only ministry happens behind this pulpit. Listen, I try to talk to everybody that I encounter every time I have the opportunity to talk to somebody about Jesus. And what I tell them, if I do have the opportunity to pray with them and lead them to Jesus, you don't have to go to Long Grove Assembly of God to go to church. Just go to church. Build the kingdom regardless of where people attend church at, but build the kingdom. And put on Jesus. Put on that heavy overcoat because it's cold and frigid out there. Oh, I know the, the humidity is through the roof. I understand that it's uh, the surface of the sun outside tonight. But, but the fact of the matter is we still need to have the covering of Jesus Christ because the elements are warring against us continually. Listen, the enemy roams around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. And if I'm covered in Jesus Christ, that dude's going to pass right on over me and keep on going. Because I'm covered by the blood of the Lamb of Almighty God. What time is it? It's high time. It's high time. Brother Dennis, come help me tonight, sir, please. Courtney, I don't know if y'all had a song picked out, but if you do, that's fine. What time is it? At our house, I've told you guys, we're, we're one of them silly couples that's been married a long time and are still in love. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. We'll sit and watch uh, every evening, every evening that we can, we're Jeopardy junkies. <laughs> Got to watch Jeopardy, man, every night. We, we love, and, and I, you know, I always beat Vonda answering the questions because... Usually she beats me. Sometimes she'll look at me and she'll go, how did you know that? How did you know that answer? I watch a lot of Discovery Channel. That's all I can tell you, right? Every night we'll, we'll sit and watch TV together. And, and normally our, our goal is to try to stay up until the news comes on. 
I, I got to see Lisanne and, and see what she says about what happened in our community. I, I, I've got to see what the weather's going to be the next day, although it's cookie cutter every day. The weather's always the same. I got to know, right? We stay up long enough to watch the news. But in our living room, we've got two lamps. We've got a floor lamp, a big tall floor lamp, and then we've got a little lamp that sits on a table over uh, closer to Vonda's chair. Both of those lamps are on timers. Are y'all following me? At, and those timers get off from time to time, but they're supposed to go off. The lights go off in the living room at 10 o'clock. Boom. I don't have to ask what time it is. Are y'all with me at all? I don't have to question what time it is because the lights went off in the house. It's got to be close to midnight. It's got to be close to 10 o'clock. It's got to be close to going to bedtime because the lights went off. Guys, Jesus said we can examine the fig tree. We can examine the elements around us. We can examine the things that are happening and understand what time it is. He gave us his holy word to understand what time it is. It's high time to wake up. Father, we love you tonight. God, I thank you for every set of ears and every heart listening in this room. God, I'm asking you right now to, to make those hearts open and receptive to your truth. Father, woo us and draw us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray right now. You have your glory. You have your praise. You have your namesake, Lord, lifted high. For your name, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Please, with heads bowed and eyes closed, just for a second. I'm so blessed to have a, a new family come and visit our church this morning. They hung around and we got to, to meet them and talk to them and get to know them. And man, what a cool young couple. And, they're excited about our church and excited to come be a part of our church family and we're excited to have them. Glad that they're here. But one of the things they didn't get to find out about Pastor Gary this morning is that in every service, guys, every time the Word of God is preached, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, there's an opportunity for people to come to know Jesus as Savior. I believe it's critical. I believe it's important. Folks can't get saved if they're not given that opportunity. A lot of times folks will come and visit the church and they think, well, that guy's just giving an altar call because we're here and, and I'm already saved and I don't, I don't necessarily need his altar call for salvation. Man, that is awesome. That's great. Thank God for that. But if you do, listen, Jesus loves you and he died for you. Jesus went away to prepare a place for you and he's coming again for you. And the time is now for salvation. If you're here tonight, if you're in this room and, and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this is that moment. This is that time. It is the right time right now. If you're here and you need Jesus to save your soul, would you just lift your hand? I just want to pray with you. Anywhere around this room, Pastor Gary, that's me. I need Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Church family, would you stand with me tonight, please? Do you ever think about what you'd do with your time if you knew how much time you had left? You know, your life, right? That, that moment when we step over into eternity. 
Some people get a, a diagnosis of some serious disease and they say, well, you know, you've got three months or you've got six months or you've got two years or you've got five years. And, and then, you know, your life expectancy is only this long. Well, have you ever taken the time to consider if, if you knew you had three hours, what would you do with those three hours? Three days. What would you do with those three days? We know what time it is, guys. We know what time it is. It's time to wake up. It's the time of salvation. It's the time to share the Word of God with everybody we come into contact with. It's the time to be clothed in Christ, to put Him on and walk in Him and not in us. Not satisfy our, our selfish, fleshly desires, but walk in Jesus. What time is it for you? I invite you tonight, from the front to the back, anywhere around this room, to come, to spend some time in the altar or to make one where you're at. But please, friends, before you leave, take some time and talk to God. God bless you as you pray. When the music fades and all is stripped away And I simply come just to bring something that's a word that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper with It's all about
I so love that song. I so appreciate you picking it to sing tonight. Because it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about our time. It's about His time. I so love Him tonight. I want to pray for you one more time tonight, if that would be okay. Father, I love you. God, I thank you. I praise you. Thank you for the day that you blessed us with. God, again, thank you for meeting us at your table. Lord, as we broke bread, we remembered the the bread of life. And tonight, God, we're reminded of the time. Lord, it's high time for us to wake up. Walk with us this week, Lord. Remind us continually the hour, the day, the time. God, keep it at the forefront of our spirit and our mind. God, may you be praised tonight. God, may you be glorified. God, may you be honored. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. God bless you.